Well, welcome back to the podcast. We have a special guest with us tonight. We have my dad here, and he's telling Bigfoot stories, true Bigfoot stories, we hope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have, um, he's here to tell the stories. We heard his stories growing up, and that is where we're going to get, in, get into tonight. Slow my down. name is Sid Elinik. This is Marcus, and you're listening to Fallen Out Radio. And that was hard. He got to slow down. He tries to talk too fast. <laughs> Everything in one breath, and then he always gets tongue-tied and has to do it over. Yeah. All right. You are now listening to Fallen Out Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Steve Nick. This is Marcus, and you're listening to Fallen Out Radio. Well, welcome back. And tonight's episode, we just mentioned what we're talking about, but we want to mention our Patreon, Taisha Olette. And this has uh, been a running thing now. I'm trying to get that name right and stuck in my head. Last time I said it was Taisha. I'm not going to, I'm not even going <laughs> to give it, give it breath. <laughs> but uh, Taisha Olette, thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. And let's move into the podcast time. So, where do you want to start? First of all, let's, let's let's get your take, Marcus, because last time you surprised me on the podcast saying uh, you believed aliens were a totally different thing. So let's get into uh, what you think Bigfoot is. <laughs> <laughs> He's mad because he wants aliens to be like the movie Aliens or something. Like these big old lizard creatures walking around. I know, around. first time I, I heard him. a realization, Mark's like, I don't think they're like a, a being or a, what we think they are. And I was like, hold on a second. You never said this before. <laughs> <laughs> I said I don't think they are what Hollywood portrays them to be. Right. Well, I, be I don't believe That's that either. That's what I said. Yeah. And then he freaked out because he's him and aliens is everything to him. <laughs> I said there's probably something out there that's living, but I don't think it's what Hollywood makes it So uh, what's your take on or, uh, Bigfoot then? I have no clue. That is one thing that always gets me. All these different stories and stuff I hear. It's it just I don't know it's something that still confuses me. It's hard to say. Oh, interesting. So okay. I don't know if it's like you know like a primate type being, or like half man, half primate, or something like you know I don't know some kind of spirit or something. Right. So you just kind of or something yeah something along that line. So you just kind of opted out of that one then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Well, let's get started. Why don't you? Why don't we start talking about your experiences? With well, first of all, first off, I want to say that um, uh, let's give a little bit of backstory of uh, who you are, which is kind of funny to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, how you grew up, how you got your name. Your name is Al takes the horse, but you go by Champ. Yeah. How do we? How do we get that name? My grandmother named me uh, Champ because my dad was a semi-pro champ boxing. And it was really hard to live up to that name because boxer and and you're just a little clumsy kid. And <laughs> <laughs> but he made me a boxer, and then I became a champion when I was 17 years old. Oh, and then and then after that, uh, I didn't know there was a scout that was watching and. The time came when uh, I was got a job at the highways, and I started to see her mom, and and then here they came and they had a contract. I couldn't believe how long that thing was. I think we still have it. Wow! And Dad 
he says, this guy wants to talk to you. And he walked off and then he started talking to me and I like, you know, and I was looking at him and he says, we've been watching you. Mm -hmm. This is the, the, the fight. The people that are scouts out there, he said, they look for a certain uh, style and, and punching power. He said, you have it. Some of these people are headhunters. You're not. You work on a body, break it down, and then you knock them out. And he says, that's the people we look for. And he says, you have a heavy hit. Every punch you threw is heavy, he says, and we notice it's a power punch. Wow. And so you need to mold that, and, and that, that's what I do. He says, I go and find who, and we don't like um, headhunters. And he says, and he laid this, you know, contract out uh, and he says, um, the camp that if we do this right now, he says, the camp they're going to be under is Thomas the Hitman Hearn's camp. He says, oh, you'll wow. be trained under the, their supervision for six months straight without a fight. And then your promoter is Don King. Wow. wow. Don King will start promoting you out. He says, and the thing I'm going to tell you, he says, they have a thing about Don King because he takes most of your purse. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. But he'll make you a millionaire. Wow. But it's just just standing with it and staying with it because he's the one that's uh, promoting you mm. and stuff like that. And it sounded real good. And, and then... I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching fights like growing up. We ruined his <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I remember watching. I remember watching like Holyfield or Tyson fighting, and mom would be in the kitchen, and dad would be sitting there. That could have been me. <laughs> turn around, and looks at mom. <laughs> but then I married your mom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, I, I fought till I was, I fought till I was thirty. I go and grandpa will, you know, take me out there and we, but nobody will fight me. And I was breaking ribs, breaking jaws and everything. And then they get to a next, next to a smoker or to another fight and they're out the back door and I go out there <laughs> and raise my hand and, and it was hard. You know, by the time I get in my thirties, I was working at the mine and, and I finally let it go. But that's when the Thursday night fights were coming on. Oh, yeah. And Grandpa says, let's go check that out. See how that is. And they just now doing it. And that was without a ring doctor. Oh, jeez. People off the streets. Oh, wow. And you have TB, AIDS, and other kinds of disease that were out there. And, you know, my dad says, you have to not have a bloody fight, you have to knock them out, <laughs> you know, because we, and we did go watch the fight, and it was a, oh, God, these kids were off the streets, some had fighting before, some are, you know, um, one of those Sunday, Sunday punch they can throw, you know, and, and they get in there, and they get all tore up, and all. <laughs> we were watching them, and like, <laughs> Man, I says, man, I can clear this out. I said, I can win. And my dad says, no, it's not it. They don't have a ring doctor. He says, and you're going to kill somebody. He says, you're going to tear somebody. And we've we seen some ex-boxers in there, too, that were champions. Uh, and uh, 
we shook hands and stuff, you know, hey, you going to do, you know, going to box? And I said, no, we're just checking it out. And he said, well, I'll be fighting here in about half hour. And oh, my God, he tore that guy up. It's <laughs> <laughs> because experience. Yeah, you know how to box. Yes. Wow. So but I just let it go finally and just stayed and working and providing for you guys. 30 years later and you're close to retirement now at the mine, right? And he could have let go of it five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, mom says, how long can you go? Just keep working. Yeah. So I just hang keep on. Going and, until the wheels fall off. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And do the podcast till I die. <laughs> do the <laughs> podcast till nobody listens anymore. <laughs> yeah. That guy's still doing that? <laughs> I know. Because it is 90s. He still got that microphone. They see his microphones? <laughs> he still has the same mic. <laughs> He's talking about Facebook still? <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be doing all my stuff until I'm old. Probably. And you're going to make me do it too. Mm-hmm. Keep dragging me into Gosh, it. Gosh, man. another one. With your body, though, you're going to break down before that. <laughs> every time he's on, I always tell the story. It's every time he comes to the house, every time I answer the door, he always has the same face. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just look tired. Like, man. Well, let's uh, get into your experiences. What's the what's the top story you would uh, tell on the podcast that you don't believe anybody else has lended um, this sort of element or insight to Bigfoot? The funny thing back in the day, you don't really hear anything about it, and once in a while you hear it and you ask questions about it. And the time came when I was nine years old with my grandfather, and. We went and fed the horses and probably about four in the morning, cows, and and uh, we're coming back and it was uh, during the fair. And it was just when, uh, you know, how the, where the sun comes up, it's just kind of blue color before it comes up. Yeah. And you, you can see. It lights up the sky before you even see the sun. Yeah. 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 And we're driving along the side road there and going to the camp and... That's when he came out of the brush. And I was like, you know, just like, what is Grandpa, what is Ted? That's when he says, "What? this is what it came out of his mouth. Is What's he doing here in Crow? And he knew. He said it in Crow. He knew. And people that don't know, Crow is a language, a Native American language. Right. Yeah. So he said in this, our language, and I mean, he knew about it. Yeah. And that thing was huge. He walked across, didn't look both ways, just walked across. Kind of wonder if we hit it, what would happen? <laughs> he could tear the <laughs> truck apart or, you know. But he slammed the bricks, almost hit him. He went over and cro- crossed the fence. And it was surprising, you know, how we crossed. He was tall, but you know how he had to hold the fence down and stuff? Uh-huh. He just walked. Like it wasn't there. Wow. Just right over yes, it. he was just like walking. Then a semi jackknife almost almost hit him, and he stopped. And cars on the other side that were coming the other way. There was six cars all together, and a semi and us, and we all stopped. And he went across the road and into a really dark brush where the river was. And that was the last time we seen that thing. Wow. And. 
so it was on was it like the freeway right yes right. the freeway freeway yeah yeah that's where it set my almost hit him on the other side this was in crow right yeah and everybody got off everybody got off think of that at these days the, your camera phones it would have been on there all over back yeah. then <laughs> nobody <laughs> carried it and to give people context about where crow is this is where the battle of little bighorn took place yeah in the this area yeah. This is where Custer's last stand was, and yeah, a lot yeah. of history. So, yeah. which way was he going? Was he going toward like where he the was, fair is? He was stuff? going from east to west. East to west. Yeah, straight across, and that's when he says, "What's he doing here?" That means from the mountains. Oh wow! Yeah, so it don't matter where you know the thing is. It just call it the thing because they don't know what it is. They, yeah. People don't, is it an animal? They don't act like an animal for walking like a man. Do you think um, Native Americans know more about what the Bigfoot would be or what it is? The old, the old people, the old, the old ones do. And that I asked my dad a question when I got older because when I seen it again, this time I had a chance to shoot it and uh, my brother-in-law didn't want me to shoot him because we were logging that time. And he said, if you, win, if you wound it, don't know if he'll go down there and start killing everybody. And, I mean, I had, I had, he was only about less than 50 yards in the trees, and I had the scope right on him. So why don't you start from the beginning of that story and tell that story? Okay, um, we were going into... Uh, Northern Cheyenne to get some gas and stuff and uh, for our chainsaws and I told the guys and they said all right and just keep busy and we'll come right back so all right so we were coming back got to the fence and there's looked like a jeep trail but it wasn't a jeep trail it was a cow trail but it had two you know <laughs> like a jeep trail I said I think I can make that and he says I sure like to find out where that goes you know if we we won't hit any trees they're kind of scattered all right so we climbed it and it was steep climbed it and with a little truck that was real quiet it was a six-cylinder uh, s10 mm. and you couldn't even hear it running i think that's why i think we walked up on that bigfoot we didn't even know he was there we just got on top on a flat and got to a clearing where i was there before i think five years or before that um we were hunting and we shot a deer and I was and I had I took the AR out and I was gonna see if I can see anything and the wind was blowing from uh, north to south. And when I was looking down, I was like, they're they probably smell me, you know, because because deer are you can they they're gone, you know. Yeah. And I was looking right through the brush and that's when I smelled coming this way and I says I said he said you know, jump, jump. And I says, <laughs> my reaction is, did you fart? And I was like, <laughs> still looking around, and he kept saying, jump. And I, I, it stunks like, uh, like a slew and bad shit smell. <laughs> and I turned and looked, and he had a scope or his rifle to, you know, what he was seeing and I was like, you know, oh maybe it's a you know, elk or something. So yeah. I put that AR down and 
walked over and went. And he says, look right through there. You'll see it. Look right through there. And you're saying really quiet. So I grabbed that rifle and just kind of aimed where he was looking at. And I started looking. And then it caught me. It was like a person. His hair on his face. You know, it's just like a uh, a mechanic. Uh, grease kind of face. Mm-hmm. And But his eyes is what caught me. His eyes look like a like a wolf or something kind of like real mean look yeah wow and these when when i noticed uh all the the years that you know people talk about bigfoot and watching the these shows that uh that they say that he looks like uh apish and no 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 not what i seen it looked kind of almost human but more like a kind of like a werewolf looking eyes when those movies that they see those werewolves and all, mm-hmm. it look almost like that, but more uh, massive. And I mean, I load that gun. It was a not six. And I says, which way is this pulling? He says, it's pulling to the right just a little bit. And so I pulled it to the left and just going to stick it right in his ear. <laughs> and he kept watching the guys working down there mm-hmm. or their way down there and, and he was watching, he was curious. And I just kept my eyes on her and then he started pleading with me. He says, don't shoot it. You never know what's gonna happen. He might go down there and kill everybody. He might hurt it. He says, he might not, maybe, you know, he might not, don't know if this will kill it, I know. Yeah. He just got scared. Me, oh, man, I'm gonna get this sucker, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. And oh my God, it was just a blink of an eye disappeared i was watching through the scope it was just a blink of light it just gone i was like where did it go and then the smell just started to go away wow and we sat there for about 20 minutes and just kept looking and kept looking and looking and looking and then he says let's go check where he was standing so we walked over where he was standing and he was kind of watching from a limb and I said, is that the limb? <laughs> I stuck that gun way up there and it's like, holy cow, that thing's about close to nine feet, eight feet wow. tall. And it's like, holy cow. And where he was standing, you can see the, he was crushed down a little bit. I said, look at that. You know, and he's all oh, man and you know, on. And that's when he, he noticed hairs on the side of that tree. And he got them. And they stunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, they they it, hear it, smell this. <laughs> these yeah. these these shows they show little hairs. Nah, this thing had long hair. Was it a big chunk of it, or was it? Yeah, about that long. Wow. And it had a kind of like a dark to reddish color. Then yeah, the, yeah, I heard they like had like reddish hair. Yeah. And like you, they said the aggressive ones have reddish hair. Right. And our speculation on why some Bigfoots have red hair and some Bigfoots have like dark black hair or brownish hair. It's probably the, uh, it's probably the female and male. I bet you. Yeah, it could be. It could be that, or we're we're thinking is maybe possibly the more aggressive ones or the ones that eat meat primarily are red. You know what? If if the the male ones are the reddish ones that makes sense because if you look at that Patterson film, the one that he caught walking, yeah. that was a female. Oh right, yeah. that does it was, make that sense. Was a yeah. it was dark right. hair. Yep. See how the way it looked. 
that the 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 years that came when they they analyzed that thing and they said, oh, it's wearing a suit and this and that. Back in the day, even uh, movie people said that had to be in a good, but that's not our time. Right. It's right now. It's they like can make best. a suit like that, yeah. but not that to and make. This, this yeah, film took place in that. the. 60 or 70? What was it? 60s. Like, oh, it was 60s. 60s. Late 60s. Right. It was like yeah. 50s. And they didn't have yeah. those prosthetics back then. No. And no. they couldn't, uh, because they were saying that the the ratio from the hip to the shoulder was off with the, with the man's yeah. and yeah. the legs to the feet. And the, the arms, it, it the arms were long. Yeah, and the arms were and long. And the way it moved was too fluent. Right? Yeah, and it wasn't short. And the, the arms were a big thing because they said the joint on a human's arm is like halfway. Yeah. This thing had long bicep, and then the, they were flexing. Yeah, the bends was down you way down there. You can see like the muscle. They were flexing. Yeah, yeah. And they said that there's no way anybody no. can make a suit no. that good, right? With what they have, it's and impossible. At that time, they said even the professionals that make the best in the world, mm. they were saying that we can't even make a suit that good. No. They wow. said that that thing has to be real. And that if I mean even if they were to try to make something like that, that suit would have been well out of anybody's budget yeah that would have been like some massive money someone spending just to make a, a hoax and this guy's this guy that recorded it, it's not someone who would uh who had the means to do something like that right it's just it's kind of weird he was a filmmaker though yes he was a filmmaker yep. yeah but they thought that's what how, but when they, they says there is no way to make a suit like yeah, that caught right. it by accident yeah right and he i think one of them was trying to go find it and the other one didn't want to go he's yeah. like i'm not going in there <laughs> yeah but yeah. if you, I, I sent him a video a while back, and it was actually stabilized. They stabilized the video, and it's in 4K, right. and it's just so clear. It's mm. that much more mm. creepy, mm. and you can see in the in the background, you can see a couple faces, mm. like there's smaller ones in the back, mm. and so that's probably what it was. It was probably mm. a, they said it was a female, right? Mm. And they said it had breasts yeah, too. It did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it showed. So yeah. it does kind of make sense that mm. the males would be like red and, and the females really are like kind of dark color, like yeah. darker color. Yeah. yeah, and they're saying those ones are aggressive. Mm. And like a lot of reports that I've heard and found of, um, you know, them seeing these reddish colored, you know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever you want to call them. They're finding elk and stuff in trees. Way up in the trees, oh, wow. and no person. If if you've ever had to drag an elk, you're not swinging that thing over a freaking oh my tree branch that's like ten feet up. I wonder mm-hmm. what's their what's what's their thing and about they doing always, that. Always break their legs off mm. for some reason. They always break their legs off. Wow, it's just I don't know. It's just weird, man. It's just how they what's are. What's the? <laughs> I mean, why why do they put them they in just trees? Throw it up there and come get it for later. I guess <laughs> <laughs> so. Nothing else can eat it. All right, yeah, but so bears bears can climb trees. Yeah, bears can. Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. but they're not going to carry a shoulder and climb up. Yeah, a they tree. can't do that. <laughs> no, because they they usually bite theirs and they drag it. Yeah. Right, people think that uh, I seen this video and it says uh, people think they can hide from bear in a tree. No there's a, there's way. A, there was a hunter and he had his uh, with those chair those posts that he yeah. had up there and he was hunting and he had a camera set up there and he he sees this bear coming and he has his sights on he's going to shoot it. And then it just takes off of that tree. And you hear that <laughs> all the way up. It gets to him, and he's he's in camouflage, and he's hiding like this. And that thing is creeping like this around. Doesn't see him. Doesn't see him, and then it goes right back down. And that guy's after he gets to the ground, he's like... <gasps> <laughs> no, like when I was a kid, and we went on a field trip, man, I was young. And I, I still remember this. We went to this one place, and um, we actually saw a bear 
in the tree. He was climbing. It was climbing a tree. It was a little bear, and it was stuck up in the tree. Right. There was one that climbed <laughs> outside of our house. We used in Grandma's house. Remember that? Yeah. There was a bear up in the tree. Yeah. Made yeah. inside of crow. So yeah. weird, man. Yeah. When they get hungry, they come from the to the mountains from the mountains, and they'll start going through uh, wildlife by a tree line, and at night they'll come down and start going through the garbage cans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I want I, to mention. Oh, go ahead. I get it. You know, I mean, I get, I get um, um, Uncle's logic of not wanting to shoot the thing because you don't know what that bullet's going to do to it. But at the same time, like, I wish you shot it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> because if you just pissed it off, yeah, if you guys are in an S10, it could just roll that truck over. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and people have this. Uh, there is so many speculation on Bigfoot. What he can be. People think that he could be an alien. Like an alien figure, and Marcus always gets, you know, he's like, You stupid. He's <laughs> always going into aliens again. Like, freaking beam down the Bigfoot. He just well, starts walking. They around. think that he could be either. You think Bigfoot's flying a ship? <laughs> like, extraterrestrial. We heard the Cain and Abel, or the Cain and uh, Bible, uh, Bible story, Cain and yeah. Abel. We heard that theory of where uh, Cain, um, what would, go ahead and tell it theory. What, that uh, after uh, Cain was. Um, punished he was cursed to walk the earth and somebody in the bible actually met cain face to face and they said he was hairy he was all full of hair and so there's a theory that maybe bigfoot is actually cain right and we so that's what people are seeing maybe we, that's why you you don't see him everywhere at the same time you all see him here then you see him way over there and see him somewhere right. else but we did talk to a minister and who was very um scholar like with his readings yep a uh, man by the name of John Weatherly. Yeah. And we gave him this theory. We said, is this is it possible that this is Cain? Yeah. And he said, well, it's not possible, but it can. it's not possible because the curse was broken later on in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he made sure that we, we got that point. But he said yeah. it's possible. And this is crazy coming from a preacher, yeah. a minister of his stature who doesn't mess around with what he, what he studies or preaches. And he says that it's possible that this can be Cain's descendants. Yeah. So and that right there, I was like, <laughs> mind blown. So I was like, yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. And when I heard him say that, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I, even mom said the same thing. Right. Like, well, it could, his, could be his descendants. Right. Which is, that's, I don't know, I don't know. Have you heard that theory out there like that, that it can be Cain's descendants? I've only heard it like with people I talked to. Right. I brought that theory up and I told them that, you know, Cain's curse is broken. And, you know, all of that. And they even kind of thought the same thing. Well, what if this is descendants, you know? Because once right. you hit that point, your mind starts rolling and you start thinking the same thing. Right. So. Yeah. And it would kind of make sense that, uh, I mean, people find Bigfoot um, society or and or they think they bury the dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that when this is the reason why people, nobody finds bodies of Bigfoot. They start to find them now. Really? Yeah. Where yes. they, they're yeah. buried, right? Yes. I watched the uh, Discovery and st- uh, channels and stuff and I... I start to uh, see that that they're finding big people. It's even in the Bible, right? The Nephilim. Yeah. yeah, and and that's when they said, "Why don't you find bones?" It's because they're burying their own, and they find them not like a person buries a you know right. a person. They just dig the hole and they just bury them. And if they die, if their other you know, other ones die, they just bury them where they want to bury them. So when they dug up the uh, ground up. Where these big tall uh, um, skeletons are, and you can see they're not like you know side by side. They're kind of all 
Right. Yeah. Like all over the place. Yes, and they're huge. Kind of like in a hurry, do you think? Yeah. Bury their dead? Yeah. Well, what's weird is that's really human-like. Right. Like what else out there does that? Yeah, bury their own. Their yeah. own. There's a there's a saying, especially in history and archaeologists, when they study uh, the past civilizations, yeah. is that the the point to say that they're civilized or they're a civilization and are human like is either burying the dead or fixed joints. So if they broke a limb, then they they fix it. Yeah, and they have like a cast or they a bandage. Yeah, and, and that's it. like a big old pointer to that this thing is more human than anything else. Yeah, it's not like a dog that'll just run off and lick it. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it actually tries to fix itself. I think I'm going to talk about these tunnels that people are, well, now we were mentioning that they have speculation that they're traveling through tunnels or using the tunnels yeah. around the world. Yes. Uh, the thing is, when I asked my grandfather then, I says, where do they hide? This was years later before he passed away. And he says they're in the ground. And then years later, because we see tunnels and stuff in the mountains. Right. Yeah. And everything, nothing of it. You know, I thought it was bare or something, bare den or nothing and all. And here, now you see these uh, shows that they're finding places that, you know, that tracks are going into. And it kind of like, it is true and all. Right. And stuff because I, I asked them, I says, why do they disappear? I says, we don't see them right away. After that, after you see them, they kind of like disappear. And he says, they have a place that they go in the ground. He says, that's where they hide. He says, you might find one or you might right pass one. You won't even know that a hole exists there. Yeah, could be sitting there looking at you. He walked right by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's gross. It'd be a bad, bad uh, horse horror movie. It grabs your <laughs> leg and drags you into one of those. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> and I want to mention that this this podcast has been a long time coming. People yeah. have been wanting us to do podcasts about Bigfoot for about two years Since now. Since the very yeah. first season, right? they're like asking us constantly, do a Bigfoot one, right. do a Bigfoot one. And I was like, well, we have all these stories that we've right. heard growing up. And I was like just waiting to do it. And right. Like, and we have all our own, own speculation, but we wanted to like, Wait it out, let all these other podcasts do their things about Bigfoot, and then go in there and put ours in off season almost, yeah. or beginning of the Bigfoot summer season. So. <laughs> the thing is that when they talked, when I watched the, their shows, and they're saying that they migrate, I was like, they're not elk. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, that's crazy. Yeah, They just move along, and then they come to that spot. You know, it's just like a mountain lion. It stays in a, how many miles is that? 10 mile or no, 50 mile radius. Mm -hmm. wow. And it stays in that spot all the time. It's kind of like that, kind of moves around, just kind of stay out of trouble and don't get shoot at and stuff. You know, all the time that things happen like this, people got cameras but didn't have their guns on them. Yeah. Right. And I had the chance. And, I mean, I just wanted to shoot it so bad that, you know, like, you know, because I've seen it before. Will it take a bullet? <laughs> you know, yeah. You don't know. Odd six is a pretty good gun that short distance. Especially in the ear. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would have just shot a, you know, right through the head or, or knock it down. 
and then it'll have been right there. Yeah. End of story. Then they're yes, they are real. See, when growing up, you hardly hear that, and uh, it's just that these older people know, but they 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 feel embarrassed to talk about it. They talk about it among their their uh, relatives. That's it. And but when I seen it, and I told you guys, mom, and I told a couple of relatives, and they laughed at me. But I was with my grandfather. He was uh, well respected on the res, and anywhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. And coming out of his mouth like that, it tells you. Yeah. He knows about it. And then when I asked my dad, he says this goes all over the six hundreds. Wow. And then when I looked on a uh, mysteries of the unknown, I think that's what it was called. It showed Bighorn Mountains. Wow. I mean, like mm-hmm. these mountains. Bighorn Mountains, the Priors, it's just nothing but, there is a lot of caves and trails, like literally caves and underground trails everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like literally, they're everywhere out and there. And a lot so of these mountains make sense. are really treacherous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of big drop-offs and it's yeah. really hard to get to some areas. Yeah. It's steep. Right. Yeah, there is yeah. just even like the roads going through them, there'd be a drop-off that drop, like how mm. far down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and there's it, trees coming out of there that are massive. Yeah, yeah. it's scary to drive on those roads. <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing that you see something like this. It's just like some people look for it, but don't see it. Mm. It's just as one of those times that you don't, you know, think about nothing and just like boom, like oh man, look at that. Yeah, you know, and people don't have their cameras on. They're just like staring so bad, you know, yeah. next thing, boom, gone. But the the I heard the uh, howling. Yeah. And that one recording I heard, it was the exact howling, and it just like, wow, it was a memory that came back. And I was with uh, you guys' uncle. He's gone, you know. But that time we were logging, and uh, we heard some, I mean, crunching and stuff like uh, it was going through heavy brush. So we kind of went over it, and it was a tall hill too. And we were messing around. We were taking a break, and... I seen a, a a gold metal kind of into the brush or on the grass there, and I kind of what is that? And I went over there and and I was gonna kick it with my foot and didn't move. And here was a a, a boundary. And here I I was like, hey, check this out. And I was and then this one I heard that uh, crackling and all that. And I was like, that sounds like an elk coming. You know, we didn't have guns on us, <laughs> and so we walked to the edge like that. And we're trying to see where it's moving. Then it yelled, and it was like, whoa. And then we looked at it, and we just took off. Grabbed ourselves, took off. And I said, shall we tell the guys? And uh, the one that was uh, logging, and uh, and uh, my uncle, you guys' his grandpa was uh, working with us that time. He was on the landing uh, limbing, and we didn't tell him. We didn't wow. say it. We kept it to ourselves about that. And they didn't hear it because they couldn't hear it all us cutting down there on one side. Yeah. But the yelling was, I mean, it, he was right there somewhere in the brush. Yeah. And it was breaking and crackling and wow. he was coming at us. and and But we couldn't see it. And we took off. And then uh, we got to the bottom and he says, and he says hey, uh, we're done. I says, I think we'll go home now. <laughs> <laughs> we talked 
tug on uncle to go and because he was driving and he's all right because he's always with us you know where he's gain when we want to go somewhere so. <laughs> and then here he never said anything to him either about that yelling <laughs> just, <laughs> just, that's just a stupid scene to like yeah. show yeah we're ready to go now <laughs> <laughs> hey guys uh, i'm kind of tired <laughs> yeah I, I mentioned this before um i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast but we talked about it before that uh i i've heard that before too that howling and we were actually camping last year up at tongue river right and that's you know yeah we were at tongue river and uh i woke up and you know, my dog woke me up around maybe four in the morning Four o'clock in the morning, and the sun was barely coming up. And she woke me up. And I took her out. I'll take her out and use the bathroom and all that. Started walking her around. And I came up to this hill, and I can overlook the the whole river. You know, and that river is big. And it sounded like something on the other side of the river, just screaming and howling. And it sounded exactly like those audios that everybody'd all send me. Wow. Like even we had audios from Idaho and stuff sent mm-hmm. to us. And it sounded, that's exactly what it sounded like. And my dog started whining and crawling back. Like she didn't want to go that way. I kept trying to bring her up that hill because I wanted to like look over the river and see if I can, you know, see anything. Yeah. I was standing there for maybe, it made it maybe almost been about almost a half hour. I was standing there just constantly howling. Wow. And nobody, nobody that was camped out there was awake. It was just me oh, and disgusting. my dog. <laughs> and I was standing up on this hill, just staring over the river, just listening to this thing. And you want to go back and, there? Yeah. And then she, and then my dog, you know, kind of was kind of standing by me and I turned around, you know, like, like, all right, let's go. She was already halfway to the camp. Running, <laughs> running, running and dove into the tent. So I stood up there by myself for a little while longer, just listening. And I didn't even think to go back to grab my phone, you know? And, Finally, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, man, I ran back, you know, went to grab my phone. And right when I grabbed my phone, it stopped. You know, mm, didn't wow. hear it anymore. I was like, oh, I put my phone away. And I woke up Sarah. I told her, hey, you know, something's howling. Can you hear it? And she woke up and she'd kind of listen, would be quiet. And right when she'd roll over, it started howling again. Oh, I was like, man, gosh. nobody's going to hear this thing. <laughs> and what's funny is I got back to town. When we're up there, we have no cell signal. And I got back to town. And I got a message from our sister who lives literally a few miles from where we were camped oh, right. yeah. in a place called Bernie. And she said that a bunch of people in Bernie saw Bigfoot, said saw him out there wandering around oh. and howling and screaming out there. Why? And I was just, mm. that that gave me the chills. Like, mm. So that, that is what I saw. They said, yeah, or that, that is what I heard because she said a bunch of people around there were seeing him. Mm. Wow. So I was like, man, that creeped me up, man. Like made made the hairs on my neck stand mm. up and everything just hearing that, mm. and yeah, I didn't want to go back to sleep. I was just laying in the tent, just staring up, you know, just <laughs> thinking, what if that thing comes over here? You know? <laughs> but, uh, that freaked me out. I want to mention before we get into your next story because there's one I wanted to hear about you and uh, these guys at a cabin. At the mountains, right? Uh, before we get to that one, uh, you said uh, we heard the story before and. After you, your first initial almost shooting Bigfoot, you're going to go back out there, and this time you're going to carry a rifle with you. Hmm. But you didn't want to spook anybody else. Um, Remind me. You were, um, when you had uh, him in your sights, and he disappears, and you guys were going to go back out there again to do more logging, and you told Ben, I think, that you wanted to carry a rifle on you the, yeah, the okay. whole time. Yeah, okay. When I was uh 
I told him, I says, I don't want that when I get up to the top there where about where cause cause it's really steep area where uh, we're knocking those trees down. And I told him, I says, I'm gonna carry my gun on me. And it was an AR fifteen and thirty five rounds or thirty rounds in it. Wow. And I uh they were uh they were for target shooting, uh, the steel point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here I talked to my dad about, you know, putting some hollow points in there. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so I carried some hollow points. Yeah. And because this would just be like a mosquito when he's just shooting with straight, you know. Yeah. And That'll so, actually blow a potato hole out of the yeah. other side of it. So. <laughs> yeah. So I carried the gun on my back and I had an extra clip on me. And and I had, a, uh, we call that the sling on it. Mm-hmm. And I had it right on my back so I was comfortable with it and I started logging and I kept I mean I was just after I seen that thing I knew that sucker was watching us from somewhere and it just kept my eyes and kept on my boys there you know watching the boys and everything and just kept and I got further and further and then I stopped and started checking my area out and watched the boys and he said uh, he said do you want to ever tell these guys that we've seen them watching them? He says, no. He says, they're going to quit on you. And I never told them that. And one of them was my uh, closest cousin that passed away here a couple of years ago. And <laughs> I told him that. He was just staring at me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He's big as I am, you know, and he's like looking at me and he's are you kidding me? I said, No. I says he was watching you guys. I said You told that to him before he passed away. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, and I told him and he was just all and then uh I uh I asked I asked him because he never talks about ghosts or nothing. It's always horses and stuff and welding and all that, you know, and uh, have, back in the day, sometimes you'll bring into just to laugh, you know, so I bring it out and he started laughing about, you know, memories. But the time I came, I asked him of what I seen at the mine when I uh, seen those tracks that was, uh, it, it, that sucker had to just walked there when I was going to that, uh, the, the come out, they call it the greenhouse. <laughs> Here, these other guys were over, all the trucks were parked where the other ones were. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to go over there. So I took the one that was about a half a mile away, you know. <laughs> and I had a big machine loader. And I was going over there and it lit up the whole place. And the snow was just bad where you couldn't even see, uh, I think, about 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And you can barely see the road, huh? And, and we have bright lights like that you can barely see. And I just kept going and kept going until I got to that. And when I got closer to it, you can see some kind of like... Like, you know, what is that? And on, but the closer I got, you can see the strides of whatever. And I thought it was maybe a elk or something because I got a lot of elk there. And, you know, all that kind of hops, hop across the road. And it was right by that come out. <laughs> maybe oh, about five feet, his tracks were right there. Oh. And then there's a kind of like a little ditch there and then another ditch a little bit, but not bad. And it comes out way in the field. And when I got close to it, guess what? There were feet. It came off the spoil, they call it. And it came down right across the road and right by that come out and hit the ditch and going towards the tree line, going south. 
and couldn't see. You can see all the trees, little here and there and there, and you couldn't tell which one it is. But it could, I just stood there and see, trying to see where it went. The tracks just faded out, and cause how far I can see. Oh, wow. And I stood there, and I needed to go bad. <laughs> so, and then you peed your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I did was I spun the loader around and got as close as I can for the. It was right close to it, you know. And I was looking in the mirror, and I said, "Okay, that's close enough." And I, where I got off the stair, it was right there, and I got in there, used it real quick, <laughs> used that uh, sanitizer real quick, and it shut out of there. Do you want to look that way? This way, I just got got up on my loader. Then I looked around. And I was like, "Okay." And then when I checked my surrounding, I grabbed the flashlight, and I wish I had my pocket phone with me. I kind of got on and I looked at the foot and I put my feet right next to it. And it was, oh man, looked like 20, 20s around there, his feet, huh? And I was like, are these really feet or what? And the, then the other print were sitting there like that. You can see almost a little kind of toes in it. I was like, okay. And then where it jumped to the other like that, it was a stride. And I was like, whoa, and I looked up the that that hill. And he had long strides coming down. It just and it was steep too, huh? It just boom, 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 it's gone. Wow. And then I mentioned it. I told that one my relative. And uh, hey, there's some big tracks where your uh, greenhouse is. <laughs> Cause he uses that all the time and he he didn't say anything. And then he asked me, huh? Did you really see it? I says, yes, go see it. <laughs> the snow's probably covering it up now, but but you can still see where the cause it was about a foot and a half of snow, huh? Uh -huh. But you can see the invitations in there. And he never did go over there. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, you caught what we think now had to have been, I mean, this is like a, a massive footprint that you caught on your phone. Yeah. And this was this morning out at the mine on your loader. Yeah, I was, uh, my loader's about a story high to the cab. And I look for prints and stuff, you know, because I want to really catch one because I, I see them on uh, the main road where coming to work. A couple of times it was the only tracks I seen there. But this time I caught it. It was, you could see a heavy footprint with toes in it. Right. And I wasn't sure. I was like, and I got my phone on there and I, I kind of walked up to it. And man, he was about maybe about a five foot straight, huh? And wow. Where it landed. Wow. That's a pretty big yeah, stride. It like jumped and then just right over the. And I was like, I wonder when this happened, you know? Because it had to be that early in the morning where you can't really see. And. I carry a flip phone, so this was, <laughs> but when uh, we transfer to another phone, you can see it was a footprint. Yeah, and we'll we'll show that on the podcast right now, and you guys can check it out. This looks like a a, a real does. legit it looks footprint. Like a legit yeah. footprint. Yeah. Like it's it's how massive is that thing? Mm, and right. you can see the toes mm. on it and everything. I think we should just send Dad out there with the camera. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just one of those times when you catch it or don't see anything for even a year. Yeah. Right. But we start to see these around more. Interesting. Creepy. And, and we don't creepy. work at night no more. 
because uh, all the stuff that's going on, pandemic and right. and all the <laughs> cats scare you. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here listening, and then I just seen a face come this way. Like, oh my god, alien! Yeah. <laughs> he's worried about aliens. Dad saw my cat, and he's like, "Boy, that's an ugly Siamese." <laughs> Oh, he's, oh, that's close. Oh, <laughs> the one oh cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That creeped me out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but people need to know because it's not a joke. It was a myth. And when that myth is seen, it makes you think. Yeah. Right. And people are skeptical about it and don't believe it and go out there with no... Guns and everything, and carrying just a pocket knife, and they walk <laughs> up to that thing, and it comes at them. You know, they're gonna faint or scream yeah. running. I wonder if we see more Bigfoots around. Bigfoots, big, big, big feet. <laughs> <laughs> more big and <laughs> more of these creatures out towards the reservations more than we see them in like natural landscape, regular yeah. landscape. Like I even heard some people saying that they're probably like somebody's medicine or something right. and we did a podcast a while back called stick indians and yeah. there's stories back from uh where our mom's family's and from and where we're enrolled now and in washington and yeah. they have the stick indian down there and we didn't know we had no idea what these were described as what they look like up until what, last mom year mentioning them like right. all the time bigfoot <laughs> yeah and they're like a bigfoot creature and the thing about the the stick indian is is they're a protector of uh, an area or a family. Yeah. So if somebody has um, land there and they live there, they're basically the protector of that general area. Yeah, they which stay kinda, out of sight, though. Right, which kind of goes back to like that uh, thing you said a while back, is that this this uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, whatever it was, in the Croservation was the protector of a mountain. That's what they believed it was. That's what the old people, you know, said uh, uh it's like a, a medicine, right? And and it's uh, what they say. It says it's a strong medicine, and nothing to mess with. Mm-hmm. And that's why the mountains are so quiet, quiet. Not you know some of these you know non natives come around you know and stuff like that. It's a protector of the mountains. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, going to. Idaho and speaking with someone down there and she said that you know they they chased one they tried to chase one and get a picture of it and they were chasing it up a hill and it was five five six or seven of them I think I can't remember I have to ask her again I think I, I know who you're talking yeah, well, you about you know who I'm talking about I think we should get her on the podcast if no, she's I watching want, yeah, she, she knows is. who she is <laughs> <laughs> we see your skylight <laughs> <laughs> she ran chasing this thing up up the hill and she said this thing just stops dead in its tracks and turned its head turned around like an owl and looked at him. Yeah. Body didn't move. The head spun around like exorcist style, just Creepy. spun around and looked at him like an owl. And the glare off the sun was red, made the eyes look like they were wow. glowing red. <laughs> so now that creeped me the hell out <laughs> growing up, you know, thinking about that because I remember going down there and staying there with her. I always thought about it too. And it just down scared there. the hell out of me. Like thinking about that, I remember we'd go outside and stuff at nighttime, and I remember thinking about those. It was freaky, man. <laughs> I get creeped out, and but um, I remember driving down there with uh, with uh, you know, with her, 
I actually drove down with her and a couple other ladies and uh, everybody else fell asleep but me and one other person and she started asking me about that you know like what do you think about Bigfoot and stuff and told her you know I think there's something out there you know just kind of gave her a Yes, because they're vague. afraid to open yeah, up. Vague answer. Right. Say to you know, and then they don't want to be laughed at. Yeah, that's why he said it that way. Yeah, so like, like kind of ask you just to see, kind of fill it out, you know. Right. And then she started telling me a story that was just man that that one I that was like one of my favorite stories. You know, she told me that her uh, grandpa had a had a cabin, you know, up in the up in the mountains, and uh, she said that. Uh, there's this lake that's down at the bottom of this mountain. And she said that he had one of these big picture windows and every morning he'd be standing in front of that window looking out, you know, every morning watching the sun come up. She said she'd sleep in the living room. She'd roll over and see him standing there every morning. And finally, one morning she woke up and asked him, you know, why, why do you always look out the window every morning? And he said, you know, well, come up here, I'll show you. So she climbed up and stood there, sat there. She said it might have been about 10 minutes. They're sitting down. She said, you see that water down there? It's like, yeah. She said, I keep watching. And then she saw it coming out of the trees, walking down all the way down to the that lake. And she said it, it crouched down and started drinking water. Wow. Drinking water with his hands. And then it'd stand up. It stood there for a couple of minutes just drinking water. And it started walking straight back up that mountain. And he told her that he comes down every morning Wow. And drinks water for a couple of minutes and then he'll go back up. Like a routine. Yeah. Like he lives there. Like he lives there. And then she told me I've never stayed at that cabin ever again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of cabins, I think we should move into your next story. Hmm. Okay. The other one was in the in the, the main mountains up there, the big mountains. And uh three of three of us that uh you know, gonna go hunting and stuff and stay overnight. I had a cabin up there, and it was right at the top of the mountain, and overlooks everything. And so we're going to get up early in the morning and everything. So we got up there. It was dark. No, I'm I'm wrong. We got up there just when it was going to get dark. That's right. And there was about maybe, I think, about three feet of snow. And... And looked like somebody was there before because you can see the, it was, you know, a pickup that came through. But the snow kind of covered a little bit of it, about a foot of it. Mm. And we got we got there. I turned around and backed up to the cabin door. And one of the guy, one of the guys got off and kind of, he seen, he seen, something caught his eye in an opening. Way down there, about 600 yards, I'm pretty sure it was. And he kind of like, he walked off in front of the truck about, maybe about three, three car links. That's when he says, holy, you know, shit. And he says, check it, check it out. And so your uncle went that way and I shut, shut the engine off and I walked that way. The doors were open on the pickup. And, uh, Start walking and he froze and he's like, he looked at me and had a scary, you know, face. And I walked and I seen an elk and it was a big bull and he was backing up and he charged whatever was charging. And further I got that way, I seen it. 
it was a Bigfoot. And he was charging a Bigfoot. And every time it charged him, he grabbed the horns. He grabbed the horns, and then it, it started like this. That elk was strong. And you can see him. He was struggling a little bit. A little bit and, and he was tall. And the elk, I think, stand about this tall. I think almost like a horse. Yeah, about like shoulder yeah. length yeah. Right. or shoulder height. Yeah, and he was <laughs> tall. Wow. <laughs> and he grabbed that, and... And he started struggling, and then he let go of it, and he backed up, and then the third time he came, he grabbed it and kind of like grabbed the the, the nose, and just you can hear it go, that was it, Ugh. and dropped, and that's when uh, the other guy says, uh, "Oh shit," you know, and looks like that, and he looked up, and he started running, and you know how people run, yeah, no, this kind of like a, you know. And the snow was deep, and he was going through like it was nothing. Oh, wow. God. And he was coming, and we were still froze. We had guns enough to shoot at it and shoot at it and shoot at it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we, they froze. And I said, what are you going to do? And he says, let's get out of here. And oh, my God. Then, and we all ran to the truck, and by that time, he was halfway. Oh, man. And we took off. I says, keep an eye on him because I got to watch the road and the ruts and all. Had to stay in the ruts. If you get out of the ruts, you're stuck. And we took off. And man, he's turning. He's he's following us. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, man, I kept trying to see. <laughs> and you can see him between the tree lines and, and stuff. And he was trying to, the road goes kind of like a U shape and goes on the other side. And he's trying to cut us off. Oh. Yeah. Well, like he could see where you're going and he was yes. going to cut you off yes. <laughs> and then I stood on that treater and we were going pretty good and on he said don't lose it don't lose it and they're all freaking out and on I came around that corner and I didn't want to look I just kept my eye on the road and, and came off the mountain and about I think it was about 40 minutes got to the bottom and we were quiet all the way through, not even a peep, nothing, just didn't say nothing. And we got on the main road and the highway, and we went maybe about 10 miles. And I finally, one of them had to urinate, so we stopped. And <laughs> he says, Can you get off with me with a gun? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed, and he was serious. <laughs> Oh my god. I can't watch my six I take a <laughs> So I grabbed the rifle and I got off and I stood there while he was taking the leak on the other side and I just kept on <laughs> just like you know. But it was still the fear was was with us. It it turned aggressive. Wow. Yeah. It didn't just watch us or anything. And my mind is shoot at it. Yeah. Let's get out of here. That's all I heard. <laughs> when he, you know, said that, and it's scared, you know, his, you know, he was scared. And me and Ben been through this before. And then the next one, the story, after that same guy, he went up to the mountains, I think uh, a year later, with some friends. Unloaded his truck, all the rifles and everything. And he said, the boys 
froze. And he said, what's going on? And he came out of the cabin and turned, and he said, that thing was standing right there. Oh, God. That <laughs> cabin. And he said, that's all it took. Oh, my God. He said, we ran. The, it's right. He said that we, we were backed up to the, to the cabin because we unloaded, he said. Rifles, everything. And they froze, and it's like, and we didn't say a word. He said, it just ran to the pickup, and they ran, and we jumped in. He said, we took off. And he just stood there. Whoa. He said, and started going, and he says, can you see him? And he says, no, it's too dark now, because it was at night. And he just, he said, we, and, you know, the story, the, the story of that I didn't catch, but that story I caught where he talked about it too, you know, his, uh, well, he's a friend, but to your guys' uncle. And when he, they came off the mountain, those guys went home. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about their guns. All their stuff they took up there. They took foods and everything. They were going to stay there weekend. And they got, it was, it was, in, a, it was in the fall because it was cool outside. And I was visiting here on call, just taking a breeze on the doors, just boom, 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 boom. It didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, holy cow. And he jumped over there and opened the door. And, and then I heard the voice and I knew it was him. I need to talk to you outside. You know? And he started freaking out. And I'm like, so they went outside and then pretty soon he came in. He looked at me and I looked at him and I says, what is it? Is these one of our relatives got killed or a friend mm-hmm. or something else? And it was that something else. He says, champ, you want to go with us? I says, where? He said, I'm to the top. I looked at him, I says, why? Why did he freak out? I want to know. He says, that thing was waiting for him up there. He said he was right next to the cabin. And I was like, we already did this. Had a chance to shoot it. I says, you talked me out of it. I says, no, and I walked out. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'd rather be seeing this thing during the day, not at night. It's that much freakier, yes. especially because if you don't, if you lose them yeah. out of your sight, you don't know where the hell he's gonna yeah. be. Right. Yeah. Just pop out of the darkness, just a hand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you were saying this is this is we mentioned this last time, but we didn't. The last podcast we did, we screwed it up, and it's gone now. Cdell <laughs> lost it. Don't say but, uh, we. There's no we. There was a. <laughs> A realization that our uncle still has that Bigfoot hair. Yes, he does. Yeah. And but when I ask him, when there's other people there, he says, How about that Bigfoot? And he says, What Bigfoot? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, that would piss me off. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get him to talk or he says, it. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> I mean, he puts his this stupid look on his face like he's like what the hell are you what talking you about you know like, he does that to me every time that oh my god i just quit right there but he had the strands well because i want to go see them i wanted to i want to see if he's i don't know if he's if he'll be open I mean, to it or getting on I mean, the podcast we, we sat there in the same house while they told these stories right even hearing them come from him right all the time i remember it was once where even we went up Outside of um, outside of Harden, just up on the hill, 
and we were just ha- just up up enough to see Olive Crow, and there was a thunderstorm going on, and we were talking about it. It was me, Calvin, Joey, and Uncle Ben. We were just sitting there talking about it, and he was telling us about it, telling us the stories. And then he said, he truck kind of moved, and he was like, you know, looking back, you know, what is that, you know? And then just heard him scream, and a hand in there grabbing him, and he was screaming like something was pulling him out. He put a glove on when we weren't looking. He put a glove on, and he grabbed himself. He's pulling himself out the window. We were sitting there all <laughs> screaming, thought he was going to get his head ripped off by a Bigfoot. He's sitting there dying laughing after oh he told us these stories just to get us creeped out. And, oh, man, I hated him for that. <laughs> that's freaking funny. Oh, that scared the hell out of me. But, yeah, but so I know, like, you know, I've, I've heard the stories come from him. Right, and, but I'm... I'm so I, I, I want to see this, you know, I want right. to see the what he has still. Because, I mean, after this podcast, we want to do more podcasts with Bigfoot, and then we have our, our dad come back and tell. We also have uh, UFO stories and things of that nature that you yeah. had. The ones that really scared me were the ghost stories. Right, and the ghost stories. I think we got to do ghost stories next, because that's a, that's a big one yeah. for me. Yeah, I remember um, you used to help, help him clean the crow school and stuff, and we'd go there. Me and Al would go there, and we'd stay in the gym and play basketball while they're cleaning. And I remember things would we'd see faces, right? See faces and stuff. That's and gross. It would creep us the hell out. There, we'd even run around. Yeah, that um, that one time I was working at the mine, and it was kind of once in a while I go peeking peeking on your uncle, and uh, and uh, the time came that I went and checked them out, and. And uh, he said, I got something to show you. And I was like, now what is it and all? Let's go. And he grabbed his keys, a bunch of keys, and that's the school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's go. And he took off and got in his truck, and he drove because I was going to take my car. And he said, no, we'll just take the truck. So we took off, and he didn't say a word. And I was just blabbing off and this and that and that, and he didn't say anything. And he kind of looked at me, and all. You're going to like this kind of look, huh? And got there and went in there and went to this little room that was smaller than a damn, uh, we call that a closet. <laughs> and that's where they keep their... their uh, DVRs? Yeah. And uh, back then it was uh, VHS. VHS, yeah. VHS before they turned it to, they were going to turn into that. And that's the time when they started going to that, DVRs. And the thing is, these are on timers, and they don't turn on till eight o'clock at night. And here, went into that room, closed the door. So I closed the door, and he was going, "Man, there was a bunch of them everywhere, huh?" And he knew which one it was. Like he found it and looked at it, and even had the the time where to go to that time on the thing. He pushed that and like that, and he went and he found it. And okay, he says, "Watch." He pushed it. Watching his nephew had his headphones and he was like <laughs> pushing that stinging on. <laughs> went into that room and dumped the garbage in there and kept going on. And he looked this way in the hallway and he was fine, you know. This is an evening. <laughs> and then he got past over there's a dark spot on his corner here. And he went into the teeter's lounge. And he reached in there and grabbed the wastebasket, and he dumped that out and put it back. And 
start going and he's all right watch to your right he said next thing in a shadow popped up a head like this and he was watching him oh, oh my gosh i said are you kidding me and, he, and then he moved back and he looked again and then he popped out he was playing with him wow oh, god and he was like you didn't want to make no noise wow. are you kidding me this thing act like it's still in a, a, alive you know and he says watch and Lance gone to the uh, the washroom, and he put something in there, I think. And then he came out and pushed his cart to the uh, to the uh, secretarial and the uh, principal's office right there. And he went in there, and that shadow went right into that uh, that washroom. And then he came out, and then slowly moved inside that room and that disappeared wow Man, i want to see that like so bad i still haven't seen it i said did you tell i said nope <laughs> <laughs> i didn't tell i don't him. want him to quit he said i don't want to tell him he said wow he ended up leaving though didn't he yeah oh yeah and okay you guys talked about you know seeing faces in there he 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 kept looking at his watch and he says come with me all right so went down there and he kicked that boiler room door open and left everything open and he went through the, the uh, gymnasium. It was dark. He went through there and he went out to the hallway and we walked all the way to the back to the uh, boys' bathroom and teacher's loft, the new one was back there. Used to be where they keep the equipment. So they made a, a teacher's lounge there. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and a coffee pot. And Is that the one where it had that brick wall that kind of went. No, no, yeah, uh, it it had it. No, no, it, it had like one of those. So high. It had a office divider. Yeah, divider. Yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. Was. yeah, and uh, so he was unlocking that door. <laughs> he opened a door, and he started reaching for a light. And. Here comes this Indian girl out. I said, what you do? Lock some kids in here? <laughs> huh? And this little Indian girl, like, looking at us and walked by. And he said, don't move, chap. And he's still looking for that light. And then here this color kid came out with a basketball. And he was just giving Ben the, the dirtiest look. Wow. And then he turned to me. And I was like, I was like, there's a color kit down here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was cool. <laughs> and then he went on the hallway and he stood there. This is a reservation school, so yeah. it's mostly yeah. natives. And, and he stood there and just stared at us. And then he walked off and I was like, what the? And there was uh, the furthest room that goes that way and the hallway was kind of ways. And I was only maybe 10 feet away from the opening. I Just when he disappeared, I ran out. Guess what? Nothing like he turned and looked at me. He said, It happens every night. Wow. Yeah, he said that's the scary part. He said, Man, it's funny that you mentioned this kid. Um, he said he was a little boy because we were we were at that school before. Um, and Joey had to use the restroom. I was like, Well, you know, I'll go too because I have to Mm -hmm. use the restroom. So he walked into the bathroom and I went into the stall. 
And then I heard Joey come out and he was washing his hands. And right when I opened the stall and I looked, he just stood there staring at the mirror with this look on his face, like his eyes were just wide open. And then the light shut off on us. And we both ran to the door and the switch was flicked. And when we looked out the hall, there was nobody down that way and nobody down that way. And he looked at me and I said, you know what? And he said, there was a little boy standing just off behind me. And he said he was, yeah, he was, he said he was black. Yeah. Wow. And, and then I remembered the stories, like people seeing this kid around and we ran so fast down this hallway to get out of there. Oh my God. We said, thought Calvin was messing with it. We thought he shut the light off. So we went to go <laughs> turn the light on and he went and flicked the light back on and looked and literally no one down the halls. There was nobody there. And there's a, there's a legend that, uh, that kid committed suicide there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a storage. Right. Yeah, hung himself. Yeah. And yeah. that's why they see this kid walking around there with a the basketball because he played basketball a lot then. Yeah. The, the funny thing about that is we came over there again. He he, he, he kind of got uneasy of going down there by himself. So I started going over there with him. And uh, the funny thing is we got over there and uh, he says, uh, do you want to go shoot around for a while? I said, sure. So we started shooting around. Let me go check the boiler. And he took off. So I started throwing ball, and then just when he came back from the boiler, I seen a ball bounce from the hallway. Yeah. And hit the door and kind of went this way, and then a kid popped up, an Indian kid. And I was like, and I stood there watching, and I was like, <laughs> do you see this? And this is, hey, wait, champ. And here, I had that basketball. <laughs> I could hold a basketball like a, a, a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, could do it too. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I grabbed it, and I was like, Jammed on and I just went here like kid grabbed that basketball and I was running and he took off the stairs and I chased him upstairs and <laughs> he was screaming but I oh, almost took his head off <laughs> and here he tripped and he was on his hands and knees as the, the 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 room was right around the corner there and here his grandmother came <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and Ben was stumbling and everything trying to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular kid. I remember hearing that one a long time ago. And we finally went down and he said, Jam, there's people here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't stop laughing. I went and got down there and started playing ball. Okay. And then, after, and then after a while, and he says, You know what? The funny thing about it, I said, What's that? Somebody's playing basketball sometimes at night when I'm coming into the boiler. You can hear the ball bouncing. In a dark. Oh, Whoa. God. And, and, uh, that just gave me chills. Half a year later, we were sitting there in his uh, little office there next to the boiler and waiting for that boiler to clear out So, because he cleans the clinkers and all that. Yeah. And we we're sitting there, and pretty soon I heard, and all like, I looked at him, and he's like, it's starting. Oh, man. Whoa. I said, open that door, and he says, no. I'm afraid somebody's going to be standing right there. Yeah, man, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I it, said, man. Ben, open the door. And there was a, remember those uh, dodgeball balls? Yeah, those like rubber ones? Yeah, yeah. So there was one there and I grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to floor this thing. It was right there. <laughs> and then here, he opened the door and flipped it like that. And he stood to the side like that. That basketball made a, made a basket. And bounced and bounced and bounced and it was coming at us. 
Oh, what was, the heck? It, it, yeah, it was bouncing, bouncing slower and slower. Then it was rolling to us. And <laughs> so I, your plan was to peer Lafleur, this freaking ghost in the face <laughs> of the ball. <laughs> yeah. And I, I caught the ball, and I was already in the gym. as looking to the side, the side a little bit, and you can barely see. And can you flip the lights in here? And he says, no. I said, the light, the switch is way over here. I was like, okay. What's going to happen if I throw that ball? Try it. So I took the ball and I threw it to that um, to the other basket. And it hit the stage. Missed it and hit the stage. It bounced and came back down. And then it hit the ground. It just bounced and bounced and bounced and stopped. And when it was stopping, guess what happened? It started rolling to one side like this and going that way. And then it started making a kind of like a half loop circle, huh? It started coming back to us. Whoa. Oh, God. And I looked at Ben and he says, let's get out of here. <laughs> I, hated, like, I hated staying there at night like, yeah. playing basketball yeah. because I'd be trying to play basketball. I could feel yeah. there's something watching us through those curtains yeah. in that stage. I'd always look back. But I couldn't help it. I have to look back and look at these curtains because, man, it just creeped you out. Wow. I, I tried to talk him into... Uh, Starting that early, or put a camera by that lounge, but he never did. Man, yeah. I remember even um, going there when we were a little older, and you know, playing in the um, the the gym and stuff when he's cleaning at night. And I remember walking in into the where he had his screens and everything, his TVs. Walk in there, and everybody be standing around it, watching the screens because then you'd see something go by. Something oh, go weird. by the screens. Oh, look, there's another one. Something go by. And there's nobody in there but us. Yeah. Right. And this is like in the middle of the night. So it was just like a thing, you know, just sit around the screen and watch. It's just wow. creepy, man. There, There is one I remember you telling about a seeing a cook. Oh, man, that one used to gross me out. Ben, ben when he saw that one in the kitchen. Ben. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Let's um, get to that one. We'll end there. <laughs> really quick. Just to creep people out at home, yeah. You'd have to see the... F- <laughs> okay. Uh, we um, have time? Yeah, we have time. It was uh, in the morning, and the cooks were uh, doing their thing, he said. And it freaked him out because uh, he was sitting there for a long time when I got there. And he says, what's going on? And he says, something happened this time. This time it's really bad. It happened school during school. What? He said, yeah. He said, remember that, that mirror thing right there? And I says, yeah. I threw the garbage out. I came back. And the ladies were back there talking. He said, and here I came right by. And I seen somebody's face. He said, I stopped and backed up. He's like that. And he says, this old lady's face looking at me in the mirror. And it's like, I froze, and I was like, stared, and then his face just turned really ugly, he said. Show, show us it out, because this is a creamy out. Show him what the face looked like. Okay, um, when he seen this lady, she said it was pretty at first. And then he said the face just turned all, it started changing really bad, to It was so ugly. He said it freaked me out, he said, and then he said I took off. And he said, I waited, and my mom, he said, was uh, she was still teaching there. 
I'm pretty sure she was. And she's, he said, I want to talk with her. And he said, we had to, he said, we talk with the family. And he said, we had to feed the uh, elders and pray. Mm-hmm. That's the tradition of Indian, you know. Right. If, if, you know, and get and feed the elders. And, when you see something, right? Yeah. And this old lady, he said, he kept describing it, and he said it was it was just, it's one of those movies, but worse. He said it. Just, he said it, it sticks in his head. Wow. He sees it once he he don't want to see it. He said he sees it. Wow. And he said uh, he said I think he said he took that that uh mirror down there. I'm not sure. Yeah, didn't he close his eyes and just run run out of there after he'd seen it? Yes, he he, he freaked. And he said it like opened his mouth like it was screaming, but nothing came out, like no noise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like it, and its mouth was like a little wider than yeah. humanly possible. Wow. Basically. Yeah. yeah, he was all... Can you do the face? He <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to do it. <laughs> I remember I was listening to this story, and then when he did the face, I was like, oh, God, I, I was there it, when he told it. Picturing it, it and I was like, oh, I think God, about I'm it still. Dad's <laughs> face. But that place has um, history. Yeah. It's yeah. an old school. And we've been trying to get into investigating there, but new management. No, it won't. Yeah, he, he doesn't, um, they didn't want us to do it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I get it, you know. But what's funny is the person that's the, um, principal there now he actually caught something on camera at his house oh interesting and I heard the story from his sister can we we need to get a in touch. phone call and she told me the story and it was just it creeped me out because he saw something outside his house coming to the cameras coming up to the cameras and then up to the the front or the door and then it started making its way and when it started making its way the dog started barking at it whoa and then it started going down the road and that same night, Nova started growling and barking inside the house. Wow. And she never does that. He lives in Hudden. Ever. He lives by us. Whoa. And she started growling and barking toward the door. So she probably sensed it going by too. Wow. The same night. We got to oh. get in touch with these with them and see if we can, if it's possible to get down there and Ugh, God, like investigate. hearing these stories, I'm yeah. like, I don't, I just set the cameras up and wait outside. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Because uh, it'd be a big thing down this way if we were to go down oh, there yeah. and investigate. Because that's a big thing around here. Is, yeah. is that that place is everybody, really haunted? Everybody knows about the crow school, yeah. about the hauntings. The thing was that when I got I laid, re- I can reset this, can I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I got laid off, and I, uh, I wanted to work down in the school with your uncle, and just clean up because they needed a cleaning up uh, at night. And so I volunteered. And he says, you can volunteer. We'll put it in and put it in until they, they pay you. He says, uh, but it's just a volunteer thing. I said, okay. But they'll only pay you this much. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it, you know. And so the first <laughs> first night I went in there, everybody left. And I had the key, you know, start. He gave me the list of the, 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 the rooms to do. So I went to this one room. And I start vacuuming. Okay, mm-hmm. and I start vacuuming and stuff and that, and then you know how you working and something kind of goes like this. Yeah, I seen it, and I looked over to the hallway. I was like, did I see a shadow? And 
I'm not going to let that scare me. So I just kept vacuuming and started giving them. I was humming and all. I had music going on. Of all things, ACDC. And, <laughs> <laughs> and pretty soon, it did it again. And the next thing you know, the hair is here. I started getting goosebumps really bad. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I'm not thinking about it, and this is already doing this. Right. And then, and then it got cold. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, wow. That's what the first thing they says that it gets cold, that something's bad that's around. And it's during the summer. And I was like, I took off. And I, like, I, you know, nothing's going to bother me. Kind of went out the hallway, kind of looked this way and that way. And it was cool. I started going down the stairs. It, it wasn't cold. Hmm. It was just right there in that hallway, right there in the room. It got cold. Wow. And I, I just kind of didn't want to have that fear. You know, then the thing will show itself. That's what I didn't want. <laughs> so <laughs> I walked and I had to go through the boiler. Way in the back, that's where the car was. I hate, I hate, <laughs> walking, I hated walking through there. <laughs> the gym was this way, but that was closed. I had to walk straight down and then this way, and I had to unlock the door and then go through there. And I was like, oh, man, just keep it together, keep it there. Hopefully nobody's behind me and just kept straight. <laughs> and I was doing this, huh, walking. And you get and got to that, and then I opened that door, man. I bolted right outside, <laughs> and I made sure that door was shut because that, that you, you know, that holds the door. From, uh, the wedge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wedge. Oh, yeah. When you open that door, that sucker drops. Oh, that little <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to always kick it up. And I put it back and I shut the door and I go up in the Camaro and took off to the house and got, got your mom. And she says, what is it? I says, could you help me out? <laughs> she looked at me because she knows the stories. Yeah. yeah. And she says, what'd you see? I said, uh, it got cold. For no reason. Really. And I said, yeah. And I got hairs, everything just boom. And I seen something on the side of my eye. And she says, okay. And she said, here, she said, let me get my tapes. And she got gospel. And we took off. And we finished that and all that and stuff. And then I felt better, you know, because she was there. She's all do this room. And okay, okay, okay. And then. Everything was fine until we were done. We went outside. The last thing was the the boys' and girls' bathroom, and it was the boys' bathroom, I think. I shut the lights off. She seen it from the car. I forgot the lights. I thought. And when I was doing something, I was double-checking, I seen the lights were on. I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot. You know, first thing. Yeah. <laughs> I shut them off. I t I shut it off and went outside and shut the door and hey Cham, that light is on. I look like dad in here. The lights are on. I was like, is that the boys or girls' bathroom? <laughs> she said the boys' bathroom. Really? Did did you see? I I wasn't paying attention. She said I just looked up and it was on. I said, all right. I went in there. I shut it off. Shut there. Stood there. Watched it. Watched it. Nothing. And timed it. And like, give it about a couple minutes. Nothing. Walked. I got in the car. Lights turned on. Whoa. I looked at her and he said, don't go inside. Just leave it alone. <laughs> I said, 
No, this is not going to scare me. I said, I went right back in there. I shut it off. And when I was coming through, it can hear your mom. Champ, it turned back on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it was playing with me. And I was like, stop. I was like, I came out. I was like, what should I do? And she said, just let it go, let it go. And it, 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 it freaked her just a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to do something. What are you going to do? I said, let me do this. I went back inside. I shut the light off, shut the door, locked it. It has a latch. And I stood there. I unlatched it, opened the door, turned the light on. I shut it, locked it, went outside, the light shut off. Shaggy <laughs> <laughs> bugs blinding <laughs> there. Mom says, you, you tricked it. And I was like, oh, it's like, that's freaky. I got to tell Ben. <laughs> yeah, I remember once we even, um, oh, wow. we used to go with you there when you guys used to clean. Uh, and I remember we'd sit out in the car and then you'd come out and then the lights would kick on. I remember seeing it. Yeah. I remember once he even thought Ben was messing with him. Yeah. So he called Ben and Ben was at his house. Yeah, I thought he called he was, his house phone and Ben was home. I was going to get mad at him, remember? Yeah, he thought Ben was messing with him. But he stood there and those lights kept kicking on. And mom just, nope, not this time, just leave it. So he left it, got in the car and went home. So I seen it myself. Like I saw it happen. I went to school there. I know you did. <laughs> I think you're the only one that went yeah. to school there. And I, I think, went to school there. I remember too. thinking about those stories all the time. Yeah. There's times I just stay after school and walk by the lunchroom and watch them <laughs> going to the bathroom myself. And <laughs> yeah, man, I hated that place. I remember going there and just get creeped out. We did we me and Merville caught one thing. We went to there to work out one time, I think, and uh I had my first phone. It might have been like 15, 16 years old. And I was trying to like mess with them and say, do you think people will believe this? And stupid me trying to make like a fake ghost video. And I was recording along the stairs. And then there were some kids in that room. And I just kind of passed it. And then just kept walking. Kind of pass off the kids as a ghost. And uh, Merle was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I was just, I was oh, just I messing. Remember this. I was like, I'm just messing around. I said, those are kids, actual kids. And he's like, no, he said, on the stairs. Yeah. And I said, what? And he said, on the stairs. And he said, did you make that happen? I was like, what? And I looked back on it. And on the stairs, when I passed by it, there was a red figure on the stairs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it looked like, got out of It looked like a, like a woman in a dress almost, just standing yeah. there by the stairs, by the rail. And it was kind of like coming down to me when I was passing it. And I freaked out in that. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually did catch something trying to make he something stupid. Like- you know, be dumb and act like he caught little kids on the camera <laughs> yeah. like they were ghosts. And he actually caught something on the stairs. And I remember them even showing us, like, no, we were trying to, like, be stupid and, like, act like these kids were ghosts. <laughs> yeah. When you turn, you could see something on the steps. I remember that. I remember yeah, seeing that. It was scary. Oh, man, that's gross. <laughs> well, was that all we got for now? Um, you got another one? I think, okay. The, the little Indian girl had a story to that one. Oh yeah, that I, I found out story, years yeah. later, that uh, that little Indian girl was over at the Head Start, and you guys, uh, Grandma, that's the one I was talking about that uh, Indian girl, and when they described that Indian girl, it was the same Indian girl in the Head Start, and during the day, and they seem sometimes see her down the hall hall hallway. At, at the head start and <clears throat> here towards the 
when she was working there, when she was before she left, she said, uh, we found out who that girl was. She said they took a um, class picture, and she was real closest with, them, with this one little girl. She was in the picture. She was in the picture, yeah. They caught her in the picture. And <clears throat> after they took the picture, and you know how they sent it with you? And uh, she got it to the house, I guess, and uh, here when uh, she, the grandma was looking at it, and she just almost had a heart attack there. She says, oh, my God. What am I doing in that picture? Wow. It was her granddaughter that was, she was standing by in the picture. The ghost was standing by her granddaughter, and the ghost was still alive. Wow. She well, was, the person. Was, uh, she was an old woman now, yeah. but her, it was like her spirit still was yeah. seen in those schools. Yeah. I just got the chills. Now, how do you explain that? Yeah, that's what she couldn't explain either. And that, that ghost has been infamous in the school. Yeah. For years, no. but it's not a mean ghost. It was a, it was a, and it's not only inside of the crow yeah. school. It's inside of the Head Start yeah. as well. It's a kind, it's a kind, kind. And these girl. two places are really close to each other. Yeah. yeah. Now, like I've heard that story, and I was like, that's so weird. It's the weirdest thing, you know. Until Amy Allen oh, had the same right. situation when a, she was investigating a house that a murder happened in, and the ghost that was in that house was someone that was in prison. Yeah. And he, yeah, he murdered the owner of that house. Oh, that crazy. And she went to meet him and she, well, she didn't meet him yet. And uh, the the guy she investigates with, the police dude, the investigator, he went and visited him in prison and he had his picture brought to the, the place and um, at the end of the investigation. And she had him, uh, a sketch artist draw out the ghost she was seeing, but she said she knows he's not, he's not dead. He's here somewhere. And they revealed them together, and it's the same person. Oh, man. Everything perfectly. Yeah, so it was like he did something so bad, and, and he was like so, like, whatever it was, those emotions and everything, like almost like imprinted on that house, and it was still there, and he was in prison. Right. So, like, he left that there. What it was talk about, like, about you know, that seemed, you know, that uh, that person is still alive is uh, the thing happened with me with relatives that see me in a bar really and he said they talked to me and i just smiled and he said you're you're being stuck up they said but i didn't say anything they said i just smiled and they said i was just uh, just moseying on and when they came back from that in billings and they came across me Gassing up here in Hardin right after work. And they came and he says, How'd you get down here so fast? You know, I was like, What? We didn't know they were driving that car. It's just that you were driving your Trans Am. Oh, that's weird. Wow. I, was like, I just got off work. And their face was just like dumbfounded dead. And that's a very recognizable Trans Am. Yeah, yeah, I says, what's going on? He says, you were in a bar, your Trans Am was parked. And he says, hey, you know, he's here. You know, let's go catch him. And here they caught me, and it wasn't me. It was me, but I wasn't there. It was in your car. That's weird. Now, that yeah. is, like, really weird because that car is, like, 
one of the most recognizable cars. Right. Like if anybody's ever seen was Smokey and the Bandit, is that same exact car with the Firebird on it and everything. Yeah. And yeah. this one was black too. Yeah. Yeah. But they just totally freaked when he's seen me. Now that is up. a weird one. And my pickup, my little pickup. And they were like, you know, all dump on it. Now that's a strange wow. one. That is a strange one. Yeah. And, and this, this car, I think you remember mentioning it uh, when I was a kid. You guys called it the ghost car or something. And this car would take off on its own when you were driving it? Yeah, that was the Wildcat. And oh, yeah, okay. That car was, uh, the guy the Guy was wealthy, but the car that was from, I think it was from Huntley, Junkyard. And a person took that car and put money into it, and they kept the receipts from day one wow. from the junkyard. Yeah. Okay. So he says, here's all the receipts when uh, I was talking to your uncle's sister. And he's making a trade with it, me. So I, I, I wanted that wildcat, yeah, same age I, as me. I remember that. Yeah. Same age as me, you know. I remember when and you got it. I remember the seats are always sticky yeah. and uh, my <laughs> trunks and <laughs> couldn't wear not a the, shirt in there. Because the leather. Yeah, I always had to wear a shirt and pants in there. And and they said it had a, a history of the car. It uh, it had a, a a police report in in a cubbyhole. And I seen it, and it said the car drove itself out of gear out of the parking lot. What the heck? Yeah. And they think it was mal- malfunctioning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they said it actually, a kid was still in it. And they said there was no way that little kid could have put it in gear and backed up and uh, went around these cars and then it's going to start to the street. Wow. So it backed up. It was just a little out. kid. Yeah, just a little kid. I think they said it was, the kid was about three, four. Wow. Yeah. There's no. no way that the kid can do that, the police officer that stated in that report. And. Because you got to get down there and do the break and then they. And then shift it yeah. and then yeah. throw it in and then. Yeah. yeah. So in here, um, I didn't really pay attention to the uh, receipts, huh? And I was just paying attention to the car. And then when I was going through the cubbyhole that one day, took everything out, you know. And I was like, wow, you know. And then the thing happened to us. He was at the house. Car was parked there for maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. Never touched it. And then they said the engine started up, I think. Mm. The engine started up. It revved up. <laughs> and it shut off. And then, and then I think it was your mom that told me that Something, the, the engine started up and it revved up and it shut off. I was like, what? He's, yeah, your car is a, your car is a. We used to, pos- call, we used to call that car Christine. Yeah. yeah possessed. And, uh, and I was like, what happened? The light, he said, the lights wouldn't shut off. And finally got it to shove off. The doors were locked. But the, the motor started up. I'm like, What? And I checked everything on it, you know. The, the when I had time, I checked all the wiring and stuff, and to be sh- just to be safe, I took the battery pulse off. Okay. Next thing you knew, when I came home, the car was parked way over there. What <laughs> the heck? I was like, what's going on here? Someone over there and popped the hood. The battery's still unhooked. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> the car moved. That's freaking weird. So what I did is park it down a hill. 
And if it slips, it'll it'll make a tuk 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 tuk. Yeah. You know, that sucker was in gear and everything. I was like, there's nothing wrong with the gear. So I took it to uh, to to the shop up here in uh, Hardin that I go through, and they went through it and he says, there's nothing wrong with it. He said, your gear locks really good. And I was like, really? What did it do? And I told him, okay, you want to see something spooky? I took that report and showed him. I was like, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Your car is possessed? There is cars that do that. Uh, they're attached. He says, uh, where was your car from? I says, I think it was Huntley. I'm not sure. I said, a junkyard. And I says, when I, when I went through the, uh, what they put in, they put everything in. Engine, transmission, rear end, this, that, wow. that, that, and all the stuff. And then to the pass, and then to the next one, and then to me. And they put 12000 into that car wow. of parts that are from, not brand new, from junkyards and stuff. And It was a nice car. It was a nice car. It had a car. roll cage inside. Man, I love that yeah. car. I hit my head on the roll cage all the time. Like, dunk, <laughs> that chrome. Yeah. That's are the chrome bars that are inside? What are those? No, you're, you're talking about the other car. You're, ta- you're talking about the uh, uh, 75 Cutlass. Yeah. It had the silver. I thought it, it was a Wildcat. It had the roll bar in it. Yeah, you're thinking of the other one. Oh, interesting. This is the red one that had like the. Yeah, I remember the that. Fins the yeah, I remember the Wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that. And it had like the cream colored seats and yeah. stuff. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom said the same thing too. She said uh, the seat. Would be up, or the seat will go be all the way back. Wow, weird. Yeah, by everything by itself. Yeah, nobody in there moving it. It would just sit there, level ground, and things would happen. I wonder yeah. where this car is now. <sighs> I can't remember. I remember Aaron got a hold of it, and then Aaron sold it. I think. And no, uh, one of the. Uh, I think it was in Billings. No, no, no. One of the relatives bought it, and uh, he had it on a the street there for a long time, and uh, and. Uh, Somebody over the money for that uh, person from Billings. Yeah, and then they never seen. No, it. I saw it in Billings. Well, I yeah. seen. It I was seen, parked at a house. Yeah, I seen something like that too. I yeah. thought and it was. I think I, I still think I know where it is. Probably. Too, so I could probably yeah. find it. I remember seeing a wildcat and telling Alethea that my dad used to own yeah. a wildcat just like that yeah. one. Yeah, could have been the one. Yeah, man, that car was nice. <laughs> I love that car. Yeah. Well, if that's all we got, we went for two hours on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll end the podcast there. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And this was uh, a Bigfoot slash ghost stories podcast. And I think it turned out pretty well. And we will see. This you. is only just a little bit of what we heard growing up. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> so my dad's going to be back on the podcast and we'll get some more stories out of him. Uh, more speculation. He's a really good speculator, too. I think we should have him back on the podcast as a regular. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the next podcast, I think we should continue with the Bigfoot and go into the Russian hikers that okay. pat, that died from... Dyatlov yeah, Pass yeah, so, yeah, and give our speculation on that. Okay. Um, so that being said, I'll see you guys next week. Or actually, I think we're going to put out more than podcasts coming up now because yeah, we, we have all we these have, banked. We have a couple banked and lined up. They were just... Having that time to actually yeah. put them out. So, we'll so I think we'll just out. put them out all in the same week and yeah, see what we happens. just start tossing them out. Right. So that being said, first time I said that in two hours. <laughs> My name is Cedalinic. This is our dad. Al takes the horse, or champ. Mm-hmm. And this is Marcus with the beats. And you're listening to Fall on Our Radio.